good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Well, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, uh, the home episode. Uh, I'll be the host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, the lower box today goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What's up, y'all? Welcome to the new year, 2022. Finally, hopefully, uh. Well, I don't know. I say it every year, but I think this is going to be a good one. Matt already had some good luck. I feel like things are looking up. We're turning the corner on the Rona. I don't know. What's up, boys? <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a busy weekend of laying around. I'm getting boosted on Friday. Uh, up there in the top left, getting the studio all set up and taking care of all the uh, needs down, down south. Matt Conrad, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Oh. Taking care of all the needs down south. I kind of like that as a tagline for myself. <laughs> you know, I was trying to think of some way to say where you're. I was like, ah, down south. But, you know, I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. First of all, uh, we just got done with the Christmas break. I don't Any highlights from Christmas for you guys? I mean, I could talk about like my buddy took me out to a great steak dinner. Also blatantly bombed our buddy, uh, the mayor. He was having dinner at a restaurant. He likes Capitol Grill. So my buddy was like, we're sitting here having a drink before we go out. He goes, where should we go? I was like, oh, let's just annoy Joe. He'll, he's having like a real dinner with like his business partners. Like, let's just sit in the bar and harass him. <laughs> but it was an awesome dinner. Go ahead, go. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I had I had an awesome holiday. Yeah, sorry. It's tough because uh, you guys can't see me, but um yeah, I had an awesome holiday. I mean, it was like a classic Cobb Christmas. You know, I rolled over to uh, to uh, Ted's place for his birthday, New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve, obviously. Uh, dude, this was a good year, I feel like. You know, I think the expectations were low because of Corona. We came in hot. We had way too much food, had a lot of fun, had some beers. Uh, cruised back over, hung with my family on Christmas Day, you know. Uh, no drama. It was good. Um, I feel like everything just kind of clicked. Like, even... You know, I always go on those Christmas ships every year for people who aren't from Seattle. It's like uh, there's like this uh, tour company called the Argosy and they decorate a bunch of their boats with Christmas lights and then drive around and sing Christmas carols to people on the beach. But um, over the years, you know, they've been doing this for like 50 years. So actually, I think Argosy's been doing it for 24 years and the crew in Seattle's been doing it for 70. But anyway, um, so a bunch of like, you know, townsfolk decorate their boats, too and roll behind them. And so it ends up being this huge parade of Christmas ships. And it's called the Christmas ships. And so um, this year we got tickets for the final performance of the final night when they do Gasworks, which is basically just the main event. Um, so it was super cool. I went out, I take my mom out there and um, yeah, for people who don't know, you know, she's been on chemo for a year. So it was just, it was a really special night and um, we had a lot of good laughs some good tears and uh, just listen to Christmas music. And that, that made my year. So uh, yeah, it was really good. Um, awesome holiday. 10 out of 10. All right. Then when did you fly out? Did you, did you get out on the, on the 26th when it was snowing? No. So I had a flight on the 26th, but that got canceled then. Uh, well, dude, okay. So, you know, I'm like, 
I'm pretty, um, I, I'm not going to say cheap because I don't like cheap people, but I'm kind of thrifty. So I use this app that lets you um, uh, do like skip lag flights. It's called skip lag. And so I was on a flight that was going to Albuquerque by way of uh, Salt Lake City, which is how you get to Park City, Utah, which is where I am now. And, uh, and so they changed my flight and had me going through LA to Albuquerque, which obviously wasn't going to work. Then I called up, like, sweet talk the woman. They canceled my first flight when I was, like, halfway to the airport. There was a crazy snowstorm in Seattle. So I got on one the next morning via L.A. to Park City. So I did that. And right as I landed in – sorry, not Park City, Salt Lake City. Right as I landed in Salt Lake City, it was blue skies. We touched down, and you can see this huge cell, like a, a black cloud moving over the airport itself, like a, a sheer wall of weather. Sure enough, as soon as we touch down, every phone on the plane gets a National Weather Service alert, like incoming, giant storm, whiteout conditions, zero feet visibility. So I'm like, oh, dang. And my girlfriend was going to pick me up. So I go out, hop in the SUV. Of course, she's like, hey, you're driving. So I hop in. We make it about uh, 200 yards out of the airport, full whiteout, full whiteout conditions. Can't see like the hood ornament on the car. And so we just, we had to pull into a gas station, waited out for about, I don't know, an hour or so. And then, uh, and then we made the, the trek over to Park City. Oh, man. Wow. I don't know how I feel. Like that had to be, I would have been white knuckling it driving up to Park City after it just snowed. Well, yeah, dude, that's the crazy thing um, is so their, their family doesn't even live in Park City. They live on the mountain, like of the ski resort. So you have to get to park city, which is higher than Salt Lake city. And then you just drive up the ski resort, like another, I don't know, a couple miles. It's like probably 30 minutes up there. And so like there's ski runs literally on either side of the house. It's a pretty cool spot, but so, um, yeah, the, luckily, I mean, they have snow tires and stuff and I love driving in the snow, but yeah, Ted, it would have been terrifying for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just imagining, I mean, I've driven over Stevens pass when it's snowing and I'm white knuckling it. Uh, also, yeah, I will say this, like, I'm always in for snow, but after a couple of days, I was like, all right, it is freezing. This snow isn't going anywhere. Like Seattle basically was just shut down for like days. Oh, yeah. Ted, we're, we're talking about 80 inches on the ground here right now. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I had to dig myself out of like a five foot hole skiing today. It was crazy. Oh, damn. All right. Matt, how about you? Uh, no snow. Oh, I heard it was unseasonally cold. It was like 65. People were freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it hits in the forties at night. It's, which is, yeah, it's cold, but, uh, there's snow on the mountains. You can see it, but, uh, yeah, we had a good, uh, low key Christmas. There's just two of us, uh, Christmas Eve. We went out to a nice dinner, but they had a, it was at the Ritz Carlton, but they had a like special Christmas menu. So it was like a little cheaper than regular all right. Christmas, uh, regular Ritz Carlton prices, and it was it was really good food though. Still like yeah, Ritz quality. So we got dressed up and did that, and you know had a good time. And then it was just the two of us hanging out, uh, opening presents, and you know zooming back home a couple times. Then you know just hanging out the rest of the day. Tower made a really good uh, prime ribeye roast, and yeah, we just hung out. Um, and then yeah, I had the day off. The, uh, I had two days off after, which is kind of rare. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of worked right up to it and then right back on Monday and it's just been go, go, go since. But, uh, 
yeah, Christmas Christmas was fun, and uh, I like doing it in the desert. I like the lit up palm trees. Like Kevin McAllister said that, or Kevin's mom said that in Home Alone too. She's like, decorate a palm tree, and it always made sense to me. And so, yeah, that's what they do down here on some of the streets, and it's just like, hell yeah, this is great. Yeah, like it's that is awesome. It's supposed to be cold at Christmas, and I love all that stuff. But people always said, like my brother has told it to me, he's like, ah. You know, the older I get, I can deal with more warm weather. And I'm like, yeah, this has been the first year. I was like, I, I, I got to spend a Christmas somewhere warm. So we came to the desert and like my most used Christmas present that Tyler gave me is this gigantic thick fleece. I've been wearing it all the time. It's like you still it still feels like winter down here. If you're here when it was, you know, 90 a month ago. So, yeah, it's it felt like Christmas. It's like I'm just thin blooded and now and yeah i was freezing at 55 when we'd be out looking at lights and stuff and driving around so but yeah christmas in the desert's great <laughs> i will say it is like i was bragging today somebody was like what's the best christmas gift you got i was like well my mom sent me some crab cakes and stuff oh from jimmy's famous in baltimore matt you you know them yep. uh awesome stuff then my dad sent me like some crab balls so those were top tier gifts but also I got new socks and three pairs of that Tommy John underwear. And I was like, oh, look at me. I was like bragging, like popping tag. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Ted, did you do your usual thing on Christmas Day? Like going to the restaurant and stuff? Yeah. So me and uh, me and a couple of buddies always go to 13 Coins. But last year, because everything was, you couldn't dine indoors. So we just got it to go. So then we decided the same thing. Like we got it, we go, we got the food, got it to go. And then uh, we make crab cocktails at home, which I should send you guys a picture. Like I was very proud. Like you just like, we took wine glasses, like the big ones. And I just chopped up a bunch of celery cocktail sauce and was just throwing in lumps of crab. Meat. Like I was like, Oh my God. Uh, so we did that. And then the two guys I was hanging out with are both. Uh, one guy's a very big whiskey enthusiast. I'll say. So there was, there was multiple <laughs> gifts given away and there was a three hour period where we just kept going, let's try this one. Let's try that one. And like, I mean, the snow helped, but like Christmas day, like we started at noon and I think I was like calling an Uber at seven fifteen. I was like, Oh man, like I, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Tying yeah. one off. Yeah. Wait, so you guys got it to go. Did you go to one of their houses or your place? Yeah, no, no. We just we went over to Sean's and we're just chilling there and stuff. But it was one of those things like I knew it was going to snow and I had a mat Christmas Eve, man. Like a few more people showed up than I expected. But every like Cobb's always on pizza. Good work, Mr. Cobb. But uh, like Cobb ended up bringing it. He was like, oh, I brought a pumpkin pie. And I was like, oh, great. And then somebody else was like, I made you a pecan pie. I was like, awesome. And Brett's wife made gooey cake. And I was like, guys, there's also a whole tray of cookies. I mean, Matt, we had all the heavy hitters. Like the meatball was out. The dips were out. So that was part of the reason on Christmas Day, I was like, Sean, I love you, buddy. But if I'm getting stuck anywhere in the snow, it's going to be on my couch with those leftovers. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. That was an all-star lineup of food. I mean, that was one of the best years I've ever seen. That harkened back to the days at your old condo in Belltown. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, even just the bruschetta. Which sounds odd, but like my buddy and his wife make delicious bruschetta. I mean, just like every everything, everything was freaking awesome. 
yeah, it was it was a star-studded event. If you're a food enthusiast. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Before I get to New Year's, I also just want to mention shout out to Maryland beating the crap out of Virginia Tech in their bowl game. Yeah, dude, I was watching. I almost, I don't remember. Did I text you at the beginning of that or not? I know I was thinking about it. But yeah, I was watching the Terps for like the first uh, first quarter. And it's like, damn, like the boys are looking good today. Let's go. Yeah. And the, we went to Buckley's, uh, shout out to Buckley's and Queen Anne. And they were like, we'll let you in right at 11 so you can see kickoff. So like the whole bar is empty. We sit up like kind of in the top part because we had all four TVs. Dude's like, I'll put on the volume for you, man. Like, there's nobody coming in right now. <laughs> the first group of people that walk in <laughs> is four people in Virginia in tech gear. And like they they come up the stair, the like the one stair. I'm in my like, gold shirt, Sean's in his, and he's just like, Are you kidding me? Maryland fans? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Of all the man. bars and all the places. Yeah, exactly. Right. But halfway through the game, their girlfriends left. And then we were just set, we were like, You guys want a shot? We're drinking shots. We're going to score another touchdown. Nice, dude. Bridge the gap. And then, yeah, did the normal. Actually went went to a friend's small get-together for New Year's. Turns out his wife was right. I still smell like campfire. Uh, but New Year's Day, I have a couple buddies <laughs> that come over. Same thing. We get pizza, watch football. There was, there was some good games on New Year's Day. Like, the main two playoff games kind of – or New Year's Eve kind of sucked. But, like – New Year's Day, there were some games on. Yeah, I couldn't believe those playoff games, man. I thought, um, you know, both of the teams I was pulling for lost. I mean, I would have loved to see the Bearcats in the final. Like Cincinnati's, you know, they're such a small school, but those SEC teams, Ted, honestly, your words from a couple weeks ago echoed through my head because you were saying, like, you know, the SEC is just getting too powerful. It's going to make it so there's not any balance of power with Texas moving over and Oklahoma moving out over. And I kind of agreed. Now I'm 100% on board. Yeah, I just, you know, like people forget, like, like 15, 20 years ago, like, <clears throat> like NASCAR really had a boom and was doing well. But now it's basically just a regional sport again. I know there's NAS- plenty of NASCAR fans in Washington and the Northwest, but it's a regional sport. So if the SEC is just every year that dominant, like I just worry, like, it's just going to be a re- it's just going to matter football down there. And it's like, man, I like college sports too much not to have the Pac 12 or the, you know, the other big conferences matter. Yeah, I could definitely see it losing relevance. I mean, luckily, whatever conference Ohio State and Michigan are in, like that's still pretty solid. But yeah, I mean, even Oregon, you know, got smacked by what was that, Oklahoma State, I think. And so, yeah, I mean, they were, and they were the best team coming out of the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, the Big Ten says, stays relevant mainly because Ohio State and Michigan, which also sucks for Maryland we've got to play them every year. They're in our division. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, this year it's like Jordan, like you just knew it was going to – and it's just a repeat of the same damn SEC title game, which I'm sure it'll actually be the only good game. But just like, come on, man. We need somebody else. Like, you need an SC. You need a Washington. You need an Oregon from the Pac-12. You need more teams in the Big Ten. And, frankly, I want to see a Big 12 team. Like, we sh- let's all eat. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly uh, well that's the thing you know I, I i do have to give credit i mean i talk a lot of us about the nfl but on any given sunday either team could win i mean that's the truth like you saw even ted i'm sure you watched some games this sunday and like there were some big upsets you know and like they do a really good job with the exception of 
the New England Patriots for that run that they had in general, I feel like it's anybody's Super Bowl. Like even the Seahawks this year were, you know, one of the favorite teams to end up there and their record was trash. So like, I feel like they do a really good job somehow balancing out the teams. Yeah. Well, the NFL, like that's the greatest thing it has to me is the parody, right? Like you're right outside the Patriots. Like it seems like any, everybody's got a chance. And then also it's just, you know, all sports are results business, but there's not much more than the NFL, right? What is there? 17 games or, you know what I mean? Like you, you got to win. Like it's, it's a, it's yeah. a short leash, but it is, it's also like, you know, like you give back to the smaller, you know, that's how green Bay exists. You know, a lot of these smaller market teams wouldn't have crap, but you're right. It, like even this year, like green Bay is probably the favorite, but from the AFC, it's like, I don't know. Is it the Bengals? Is it the chiefs? Like, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and you know, like as, um, this doesn't really matter that much, but just uh, it, it, as far as your college football theory goes, you know, um, like as there's more and more things competing for people's attention, whether that's now people are on the formula one or they're like you and they're watching cricket and Prem Yodish or they're watching <laughs> the MLS and they just got a team in town. You know what I mean? And there's so many video games and stuff. So I see what you're saying, man. I mean, it sounds far off now. It sounds crazy to be like, college football could end up irrelevant in a large part of the country because right now, you know, tailgating is still pretty big. You go to a, even like a UW tailgate, which is, you know, not like one of the most prominent teams. And it's still pretty live, but yeah, you're right. Like if it gets to the point where they're just so dominant that, you know, you're not going to win. I mean, we could see a big exodus from the sport. I think baseball has seen, you know, a lot of fans leave just because it's not quite as exciting to watch. And they've had to pull out all the stops in terms of, you know, local food in the stadiums and, having dog night at the stadium and different promotions and stuff to, to keep uh, butts in the seats. So, you know, Ted, this is one of your crazier theories, but over a longer period, I could actually see this panning out and I hope it doesn't go that way. I hope it doesn't either. <laughs> With that said, I'm such a junkie in the background. I have on the Texas bowl. So I'm just like, ah, oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say with that said, shout out to Prem Yotis. <laughs> there's only, there's only two games left. Like I'm putting it on. Uh, all right. New Year's. First of all, I think the Monday after New Year's, I think should be called national salad day. I feel like people probably eat more salads on that day. Right. Cause like New Year's day, you're like, well, oh, it's still New Year's day. Like probably hung over or you went out, you made like some crazy food the night before. But it's like January 2nd or January 3rd. Like people are like, today, today's the day. It changes today. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning it all around. Exactly. And then there is within the psychological community too. I can't remember what it is, but there's a date within February that's the most depressing day of the year. And it's because like so the most statistically significant number of people have given up their, um, given up their like new, uh, what are those called? Resolutions and habits. And uh, it's the saddest day of the year. It's, it's before Valentine's Day, but it's, I want to say it's like the seventh or the eighth, something like that. And uh, yeah, so, you know, like big tree fall hard. Yeah, I feel like it's just like the day after the Super Bowl, like, all right, so you probably really messed up your resolution. Football's over. The holidays are over. Like, like you don't have a date for Valentine's Day next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Cobb, you I know what's it. funny? Like, right, like on radio, like we always bring it up on that day, but I always forget. But that'll be one of those things where like, oh yeah, I forget. Today is like the saddest day of the year. <laughs> well, and dude, Ted, it's funny because I remember when I read about that, uh, I feel like you, Matt, and I had sort of come to that conclusion on our own. Like for years, you and I have been like, Yeah, but you know, once the Super Bowl's over, you have nothing to look forward to. Like maybe your next holiday is St. Patrick's Day or like a Cinco de Mayo. But like, you know, these are are I don't want to say lesser holidays, but they're 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 not like you know major holiday more minor holidays. They're I guess stretch holidays, and so yeah. And I feel like we came, the three of us came to that conclusion independently. And then when I read it in the literature, I was just like, wow, there's actually like a real statistics behind that being the most depressing day of the year. So <laughs> as much as the po- the podcast is a wealth of misinformation, you know, you throw enough darts, one of them's gonna hit, baby. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, and it's fine, right? Like, I'll watch college hoops. I'll watch other stuff and soccer, right? But, yeah, like, I tell people all the time, like, there's just something about football in America, whether it's college or NFL, like, it's it's like a little mini, like, get-together, right? And it's like a reason to do something. Like, hey, three and a half, four hours, like, this is what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And, well, Ted, I'm glad that you said America because there, there are three things that blow Europeans' minds about the U.S. And if anyone's traveling, feel free to use these. Number one, the size of our refrigerators blows Europeans' minds. They'll like stand and take photos in front of them. I feel like I see it all on Instagram all the time. It's like, God, like, look how big these fridges are because they live closer to grocery stores and they shop more regularly and get stuff fresh in their neighborhood, whatever. They think they're better than us. I get it. Two, garbage <laughs> disposals. Those basically don't exist in most of Europe. So that's a fun one. And number three, our love for college athletics and treating them like superstars. Yeah, I know. They're always thrown off by that. Like, you don't even pay these guys. Yeah, I know. But, like, everyone in town is, like, wearing their jersey with the name on the back. (laughs) Well, and, Ted, I think I told you about that high school in Texas. We went to watch a high school game. And, first of all, their stadium looked like a fortress. It probably held ten to 15,000 people. And, number two... You know when you walk by a stadium and you see those action shots of, like, professional sports people? It's like somebody swinging a bat or catching a pass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had those, but of high school athletes, like, of people who went to that school. And I'm like, like, I was there with my, my girlfriend. And I was like, God, like, just imagine how much you get laid if your poster is literally on the side of the stadium. I mean, isn't that like the famous scene from the beginning of Varsity Blues, right? The starting quarterback has like a billboard or whatever, like outside his house or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Texas football. It matters more. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, seeing that stuff in real life is shocking. And honestly, their facilities looks like a nice college facility. Their baseball field, probably the most dialed I've seen in my life. I mean, and it was like a practice facility. Like this place, Ted, maybe you know from going to DeMatha, but that's just – you know, Juanita High School is just not pushing those kind of numbers. And uh, it was incredible. I mean, it's a real facility. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> DeMatha is like new gym. Is that nice and stuff? But for years, that was kind of one of the secrets of DeMatha, too. Like, it just had, it just had a small gym and a small weight room. <laughs> now I love that. Keep it humble. Like, yeah, now it's like state of the art. But I will say this, like, talking about, I haven't seen high school football in Texas. But, like, when we went to Knoxville to see a – a game there like i mean it's announcements in the supermarket like it's everything like you realize like that's everything 
It's another Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Here's what we got on special today. Basically, hot dogs, burgers, buns, and beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When they say it's a religion, they mean it. Yeah. Uh, All right. We talk about this every year. Are you guys doing resolutions? Do you care? Uh, I don't want to go first. Go ahead, boys. I am not. I mean, I feel like every year you ask me, and I'm like, I guess not. I mean, I would have had them by now. I would have started attempting them by now. It's not, I'm not, I'm less and less anti-resolution. And it's really like, you know, I, I just don't, you know, I've worked with people that have started in January and done really well now um, a couple times. And it's like, oh, that could work out for some people. Um, you know, I know the statistics, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you know, I don't want to discourage people from, at least setting out in in earns to improve themselves. Um, but I haven't ever done a resolution and I used to like make a little more of a fuss about it. And now I feel like these last couple of years, Ted, you asked me, I go, no, nope. It, was, it wasn't a conscious thing that I avoided until like you asked me, I go, I would have had to have started it because it's, what is it? The fourth now? The fourth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nope, guess not. <laughs> Ted, where, where I'm at is at this point, I've made so many mistakes in my life that my life is a resolution to try to be a better guy. So I feel like year round, I'm all about the self-improvement game, but you know, just as many gains as you make, I, I like you, you take one step forward and you take two steps back. So the thing I really like that I think about is um, that Jordan, that chapter in that Jordan Peterson book, I think it's like the 12, 12 rules for life, 12 steps for life, something like that. And uh, he says, like, don't compare yourself to who someone else is today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And I feel like that advice, as much as you've probably heard it before, that is deep wisdom right there. And so, you know, I try to think about it that way. But that's a long version of saying, no, I don't have any resolutions. But I try to always keep you know, an eye towards the horizon, same with Matt and try to be improving myself. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't really make them either. I think, I think for a lot of people, it's just because December is such a gluttonous month. It's like, all right. And it's like, well, <laughs> you can agree to kind of tone it down in January, but yeah, I don't, it's a tough line. And we talk about every year as I'm with Matt, like statistically, like most people are going to fail, but also like the ones that stick it through, like maybe that was the jump start they needed. I, I always just go back to when I was boxing, like, like two months leading up to it had to be very strict, right? No sugar, no booze, no weed, blah, blah, blah. And like my coach, Rob, I was like, all right, starting Monday. And he's like, oh, you're going to fail. You don't start on a Monday. He's like, have a beer when you get home Monday night. Maybe have one Tuesday. Start on Wednesday. So that always kind of stuck with me about not setting like a hard date. You know, like Matt, when we started nutrition, it was like what? Like the spring or something, right? Yeah. It wasn't like early January. I was like, Matt, I got to get this done. No. Nah. So. No, it's uh i mean it's something that a lot of people you know uh, to me it just seems like a little bit of a waste of time you know like a gradual year-long commitment to their lifelong commitment to improvement makes more sense and i was just talking to a client earlier about like yeah man uh it's a fine time to run another experiment and see how something works for you and if it works well great keep it keep it in the rotation of habits. And if not, you know, try something else in February or before then or later, who cares? But, you know, it, over the course of the next year, 
if you ran 12 self-improvement experiments, one for each month, you know, and the first one was a quote unquote failure. Well, it's an experiment. So it's not a failure. It's just some data. And then it's like, you got a fresh start in February. If you want to do the like resolutions thing, like make sure that you can, you know, you can reset that clock anytime. It is a bit arbitrary and use that to your advantage, not to a point where you're beating yourself up come February 7th or whatever it is. Dude, yeah. that's good advice. I, I, I do just since, since Ted brought the topic, sorry to interject Ted, but okay. I do have one goal for this month. If you guys in the podcast would like to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've never, like up until a week ago, I'd never been skiing before. Like I've been cross country skiing a little bit, but I snowboarded when I was a kid, but also like not that much because snowboarding is expensive. You know, my parents didn't have a ton of money. So, um, what, uh, so I was like, okay, like this year I'm going to be up at that house in the mountains. Like, you know, I need something to do. We're going to be there for a month. Like I'm going to learn to ski. So I rented skis. I got a pass, the whole thing. And, uh, now I started skiing and I'm on blues right now, working my way up. Um, nice. but I'm trying to go just about every day, get some in. But my goal is I just looked at the big map of park city and I picked out the gnarliest sounding run. And so my goal by the end of the month, is to ski this run that's a double black diamond called War Zone. <laughs> don't don't die, dude. <laughs> War Zone, baby. I already went down. I made the mistake. I said I took a wrong turn onto um, what was it? The Human Pinball? Oh no, Pinball Alley. And I got tossed. It's through the tree. It's mogul through the trees, and it's like the width of like a mountain bike path. And I'm like, you know, I'm a white belt, and so I got. Oh, so I got back to the house and I was like, oh yeah, I went down pinball alley and everyone's like, oh man, like you did a black diamond. You did a black diamond. I was like, no, like it did me. Like, honestly, it took me. I got tossed and like, you know, probably fell five times and barely made it out alive. But anyway, war zone that's on the horizon boys. So feel free to get hyped up. Hell yeah. I have definitely on a snowboard on crystal mountain been stuck in some moguls on a like black diamond. And I was like, I should not be here. Like, this is going to take me forever <laughs> to get down. Like, this is brutal. Like, to the point of, like, getting stuck in snow and, like, having to, like, unstrap the board and, like, climb out. I was like, what were we thinking going up here? My buddy's like, all we got to do is get down. I'm like, I love you, dude. This was a bad call. And people were like, you guys shouldn't be up here. Like, right. We, we fathom that now. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen on Warzone. But I've made a commitment to myself. So now it's just about putting in the work and training every day. Hell yeah. <laughs> War zone, baby. War zone. <laughs> All right, good. Let's, uh, let's take a break here and we'll come back with some emails. What's Matt in the cop topic? All right. Well, welcome back as always. Thanks to our sponsors. We know you guys love us because we love you. All right. Uh, I think it's time to read some emails. Go to Harvard. Uh, <laughs> cop topic for my remains. Uh, I want any, Oh, I think we were saying like, yeah, what do you want to do with your, your ashes slash remains for my remains? I want any still good organs to be donated to whoever can use them and then recycle the rest of me, like planting a tree or anything else, but put me back into the earth, Eric. That's pretty fair. I'm down with that. that. Yeah. Ted, are you familiar with the, uh, the guys who harvest your corneas? Man, I feel like you've told me this or somebody knows somebody that did this, right? 
dude, they make so much money, but they show up and they cut out your eyes while they're still hot. Oh, like they literally show up and like, it's like a sharp spoon, like a, like a knife slash spoon. And they just go pop, pop. Like they don't pop out the whole thing, just the front. Like they just got cut it in half. I think I don't really know. Actually, now that I realize I am a wealth of misinformation because I just know they take the eyes within the first like four hours. I don't know exactly how they do it. Well, it sounds like it's they're definitely physical. At that tiny little spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like one of those little spoons. God, and that's just like, I'm an organ donor, but that part I'm not looking forward to. Well, don't worry. You all realize it's happening. Ted, I may be a spirit hovering above, dude. Who knows? Um, who wants to watch their eyes get gouged out with a grapefruit spoon? Uh, cop topic. My girlfriend doesn't like this idea, but I want my remains to be turned into a substrate to grow psychedelic mushrooms and have my friends go skiing or rafting while tripping on me. Satan fell off <laughs> I mean, I'm in. That's a good <laughs> <Yeah>. friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in, bro. We're all in. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know we're down. <laughs> you just made three new friends. <laughs> right. Too bad we didn't know you when you were alive. Yeah. <laughs> you would have wanted this, man. <laughs> I'm freaking out, bro. Right. It's like, Ted, okay. that's not even the right ones. You're just eating shrooms now to eat them. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, give me one of those. R.I.P. <laughs> this is for you, t how long have I been sitting on this run? I'm just picturing me trying to snowboard now. Like I, I can't get off. I, I just got to sit down right here. Like, dude, it's been two hours. You got to get to the bottom of the hill. We got to make a move. They're gonna close. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. all the land. I want to go out with a bang after I die. Mix my cremated remains in with gunpowder. I'm a soldier and loved shooting sports since I was a kid. I actually heard of a couple of hunters that did this once too, but I had the idea first. Another option, they actually have a product where your remains are made part of the soil that grows a new tree. Uh, that would be great with my love of nature. Uh, one more post-death idea. Uh, there was a guy who made, had his ashes made into an hourglass egg timer, still trying to keep his wife on time. Okay, last thing. Uh, if you haven't heard of the All Fantasy... Uh, everything podcast, check it out. Uh, they took Ted's fast food draft idea and made a mint off of it. Pretty good. Best regards, Dwayne. Oh, man. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, good for that. We had it first, uh, <laughs> just like your idea. <laughs> yeah. We're still all living in apartments, <laughs> maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think almost any podcast in America has made more money off it than we have. <laughs> uh, yeah, we need, well, the thing is our click-through rate on the Harvard ads is not good. A lot of you guys have not been signing up for, uh, for secondary education there. Um, they're, all going, they're, all going to, they're all going to Yale, a real college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're Princeton people here. Princeton and Yale only. Uh, Ted, holy yes. I've been watching F1 for 20 years. That last lap was the best racing I've seen. I've always said F1 is some of the worst racing on earth, but that was awesome. F. Lewis Hamilton, LARP on, boys. 
Oh, all right. Coming in with an F Lewis. All right. I mean, look, he's right. It's good for the sport. I just, I just hate Max. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, you know, but, did we talk about, we haven't talked about this. That was a crazy finish. We, oh, no, we talked about it on here. Okay, it's been a long time. Yeah. That, yeah. That's probably why he's emailing back. I don't know how you can say F. Lewis, though. A lot of people don't like Lewis Hamilton. Did they not like him before like that Yankees, race? Man. Or do they not like him now with the way he's handled it since? Oh, no. A lot of people just didn't like him in general. I mean, right. He wins every year. Like, he's British. Like, <laughs> he's just the best car. Yeah, the guy's right. Like, it was just boring because he was the best driver and the best uh, technology car. So it was like, oh, yeah, like, Lewis is going to win again. You know, like, until the, I, he is correct. Like, every once in a while, somebody else would win a race, but it was kind of a joke that it would just be Lewis, Max, and then Botas. And that was, like, how it went for, like, year. Or Lewis, Botas, and somebody else. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, I mean, they're in the, they're in the most expensive vehicles. You know, money plays. Yeah. For sure. Also, uh, I'm such a, all those guys are elite level drivers. So, yeah, I was gonna say I'm such a junkie. Like they obviously are on like their winter break. I, like last night, I found myself watching. Well, like this football game sucks. I'm turning it off. Then I was like, wait a minute, I gotta finish it. There's not much football left. When does F1 start? I'm like, all right, March, March. It's March. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got they got plenty of time off. But I believe. In late February or early March, we should get season four of uh, uh, Drive to Survive on. Uh, on oh, okay, Netflix. that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's late February, but yeah. that would make sense right ahead of the right. season. Yeah. God, man, I just had one of those moments where, like, how do you know you're in a relationship? Like, you're talking about Formula One and all this cool stuff, and I'm like, yeah. Last night I was watching a documentary about one of the housewives of uh, of Salt Lake City getting arrested and charged with wire fraud. <laughs> yeah, you, you're living the dream, dude. You're a bachelor living alone in a cool apartment on Capitol Hill. Like, you're living the goddamn dream. You're watching sports every day. You got leftovers. You're having your friends over. You're smoking weed, walking to work. Like, God, man. You know, it might not feel like it all the time, but you're the American dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like it. Everybody knows. <laughs> well, Ted, dude, I, yeah, I will say one genuine compliment that uh, I've always loved about you is uh, for people listening, like Ted and like, even Ted's brother would affirm as he's walking his dog listening, like the person you hear on here is exactly who Ted is every day of his life. Like you're like, oh man, I feel like, you know, Ted just would like, you know, like, and I'd be like, oh, F that. Like, I'm going to wake up at 11 and eat some cold cereal. I'm like, you're right. Like, that's, that's Ted. Or, like, stay out late and have a burger and, and, uh, and beers or whatever. And, like, there was possibilities. Like, I, I don't know. Just, like, <laughs> he's authentic to the core. Like, what you hear is what you get. And I don't know, man. You just, yeah, you are living the bachelor dream up there. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. You're welcome. Uh, what's up, fellas? Uh, big shout out to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Congratulations on making it to the home episode 69. 69. Nice. <laughs> the Reddit Cobb's question about what we'd like done with our remains when we die. Personally, I don't really care. To quote Frank Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, just throw me in the trash. I'm dead. So f*** it. Uh, on a more serious note, 
this is likely impossible, but I'd love my ashes sent to space and sprinkled amongst the stars. But seeing how that likely cost my loved ones an arm and a leg, let's stick with the trash option. Uh, anyhow, interesting question, Cobb. Thank you, dudes, for keeping the podcast going during the pandemic and keeping us jabronis entertained at home. Cheers, Mikey Dunn. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've recently acquired a lighter that says, just throw me in the trash. <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> when you were describing being at Buckley's at 11 a.m., I was picturing a scene out of Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what it was. We need a pitcher of coffee and a pitcher of Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they still have the house lights on. You know, like the ones they turn on to send you along. Yeah, those are right. And just two idiots. In a frozen street, standing there at ten fifty nine. Uh, we, we heard we could get in and watch kickoff. I, you two can come in. Come on. I feel like I don't know what this says about me, but you know how girls are like Sex in the City, like oh, you're such a Miranda or whatever. Like to me, I'm like, gosh, sometimes I'm just such a Mac, or sometimes I'm such a Dennis. <laughs> I don't know what it says to me that my uh, I just default to always studying Philadelphia characters as like my personality traits. Man, I'll just tell you right now, that is such a Samantha thing to say. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, I have a question that maybe Ted can answer. Uh, this time of year, when radio sw- stations switch to uh, only Christmas music, like 94.1, do they see a huge ratings increase? Because it's the only time I listen to them. Keep on trucking, Tyler. Uh, I will tell you this they wouldn't do it if it didn't, ha- you know what I mean? If it didn't work. Fair enough. There you go. Yeah. Uh, All right. Last one. Uh, The title is Nachos. Hey, fellas. I heard Ashley uh, shout out for. uh, uh, Wait, hold on a second. Uh, You know what? We're going to skip this one, boys. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, I think I sent you that other email. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Let's move along. Is that it? Uh, no, that's the last email. Yeah, I'll talk oh. about my, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> this is awkward. Let's just take a break, Matt. All right. Like we always say, go to Columbia. It's our preferred Ivy League school. All right. It's time to see what's Matt. <laughs> hey, what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt needs. Hey, what's good? What's man? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt name. Hey, hey, what's good? What's man? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt name. Hey, what's good? What's man? Whoa. Check out what's what's Matt name. Anything but brown. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Anything but brown. <laughs> all right. Um, I've actually been saying uh, that I'm Harvard educated to clients. It's like joking, but I read a harvard medical school publication because <laughs> it's like it was like 30 bucks is all about how you lose five pounds of muscle mass every decade basically on average after 35 without strength training which is quite a significant amount of muscle that you lose as you age if you don't strength train and uh people usually see the scale go up over those decades right so it's a, it was a very like i love stuff like that the way that i talk to people throughout sessions but I got it from a Harvard Medical School uh, publication for $30. But I've been 
claiming to be Harvard educated a lot lately. I think you could say you're Harvard educated on this topic. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll tell people I used to live with a bunch of dudes at Hopkins. Like, did you go to Hopkins? I'm like, I took a class there. <laughs> I, I went to one class with my buddy Steve once. <laughs> I took a class. Like literally one singular class. A day of class. Right. And the teacher is like, all right, whatever. He can hang out. But, you know, I got an answer. Right. So I felt pretty smart. Yeah, it was just like it was a question that had something to do with a labor union or something. Right. And I'm like, oh, I can answer this. She's like, oh, Kenya. She's like, that's actually right. And I was like, you just happen to pick one subject that's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> it was that in college football. Right. Like if you had asked a mascot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Harvard, what else is going on? Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I completed my TPI, Titleist Performance Institute certification, which is a little bit more legitimate than my Harvard education. All right. <laughs> so that's been cool at work and, uh, you know, able to teach golf fitness classes now in the new year. That'll be really exciting. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped on, on how that's headed. Uh, as far as my own personal golf game, uh, the weekend before Christmas, or maybe I don't think, yeah, we were off when did I tell you guys I shot an 81. Oh, that's a good score though. I feel like you would have remembered. I hope I'm not, I thought that was over the break, but I also thought we didn't talk about F1. So time's an illusion. I don't know what's what, but I shot an 81, uh, and it was, yeah, it was really awesome. So, but I did it without a driver. So I got myself a new driver so that uh, it's oh. not a liability as much as it was. Cause you think like, ah, you know, you lose some drives. It's what happened. And then it was like, I'm six strokes better without my driver. That's a problem. Like my driver is a part of the problem. Let's get this dealt with. And yeah. So PXG had a big sale um, and I got, a, yeah, got a new one and I took it to the range the other day and I'm real stoked. I'm real stoked to, nice to take that out on the course and uh yeah now it's uh yeah back to work and you know just hoping some uh you know yeah we'll go to the golf tournament down it's all golf stuff you know that's why i said it'll be quick (laughs) but yeah it's uh i'm in the right place for it so yeah having a good time and it's great to be back here those last two tuesdays were weird (laughs) <laughs> it's such a benchmark of my week, Ted. <laughs> yeah. What have I talked about? When was the last one? What is going on today? It's good to see you. Oh, it's pretty good. Cobb, you still there? Yep. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Boo, 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 boo. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right. This one. Like, uh, I don't really know, you know, the origin story, I guess, for me. Well, okay, okay. I lived alone for a long time. And I live with my girlfriend now, humble brag. But uh, I lived by myself for a long time. And I feel like there's just some things about bachelor living that you learn that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. Like, if you had always lived with people. Like, a lot of people, they live with their you know, a lot of women will like live with their families and then go straight to living with a boyfriend or probably some guys do that too. I don't, I don't really know. I didn't mean that to be sexist, but, um, so anyway, um, one thing I, I just remember this distinctly when I was in like my mid twenties, 
Um, one of my older friends I was playing indoor soccer with, he was significantly older. He was like probably 35. He's about 10 years older than me. Uh, he's this engineer at Boeing and he had this townhouse that he lived in by himself. And he was like, Hey man, do you, do you live alone? I was like, yeah, I do. He goes, here's my advice for you. He's like, use your washing machine as your laundry hamper and your dryer as your dresser. And I did. And it was amazing. That was some of the best advice I'd gotten. And so top topic this week is, Oh, I just, my, sorry, my phone just freaked out. My uh, cop topic this week is what's something you learned from living alone that you would not have learned otherwise. Feel free to email us literally the word email at the podcast.com. What's something you learned from living alone that you would not have learned otherwise boys. I mean, <clears throat> I think the first thing is just cooking or at least like making stuff for yourself. And then after a while, like you got to learn, <clears throat> you got to learn more recipes, right? Like, I don't know. I think a lot of people in your twenties or whatever, you kind of skate by doing whatever, but you get into your thirties and stuff. It's like, Oh, I need to learn how to like cook food. You know what I mean? Like, like I need to get a crock pot or not, you know, like you start buying stuff. You're like, this really helps out a ton. Like I, I got an air fryer now. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to cook all kinds of stuff in here. So I'm mean, like, to me, cooking, cooking was a big one. Is it's like, you, there's no parents around. There's no girlfriend around. And even for me, like when I lived in Baltimore, like, Man, Burris was a great cook. He's still one of the best cooks. So I had, I just got used to having a roommate that would be like, just clean and I'll cook or whatever. So like learning to cook would be a big one for me. Yeah, I think that's good. I feel like another little side one is like when something goes wrong, it's you that has to repair it. Like when that, like uh, that um, smoke detector, like little beep is going off, like it's on you, you know? Yeah. Nobody's coming to save you. You got to replace that battery, Matt. Yeah, I was also thinking along the lines of food, except to not cook. Um, <laughs> and the Trader Joe's is just a gold mine of awesome stuff. Oh, Matt, is that you? Is that me? Nope. Uh oh. Yo, are you guys still there? Cobb? Ted's frozen. Yeah, I'm here. It's Ted this time. Ted's frozen? Oh, Ted's back. Wow. What do, what do we do? I, okay. Yeah, I was... Oh, Christ. This is me this oh. time. Now I was saying mine was unstable. This is going to sound great. <laughs> I think Thank you leave God, this in. For one. I think you leave this in and let's... Or go ahead, Matt. We yeah, gotta end yeah we're all good. No, it's fine. People love it. Uh, we're honest to a fault. Um <laughs> We should title this one "Unstable" or "War Zone Unstable." War Zone. Un- <laughs> I don't want to say "Unstable." War Zone. Right? Or just like "War Zone." War Zone. War Zone. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, Trader Joe's is great. Before I lived alone, I thought it was like for chicks more. Like hot chicks were always the ones out here talking about Trader Joe's. And then I moved to Santa Barbara, and I was there three times a week. It felt like. Yeah, Trader Joe's is solid. Yeah, don't let anybody in, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Good call. All right. Listen, we'll be back next week. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Enjoy. There is an extra week of NFL football actually on this week. So enjoy that. You got a bonus week of that and then uh, the national title. And we'll see you back here Tuesday for MCTP, for uh, the Warzone King, Cobb himself. 
I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Warzone.